Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are listening slash watching the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. We're back with another upgrade to the Brawl pre-constructed decks from Throne of Eldraine. Today, we're going to be talking about Korvald, Fey-Cursed King. And what cards you can add to turn this 60-card deck into a full 100-card EDH brawler that will stomp your opponents into oblivion. But before we do all that, <laughs> wow, you're going to need to... You know, start with one of these pre-cons if you want to add on to it. And a great way to do that is by using our affiliate link at cardkingdom.com slash command zone. I love Card Kingdom. I love them so, so, so much. Every time I go back to Seattle, I just want to go to their physical store because they have great customer service as well as a huge selection. And their shipping is super mega fast. And when you use the affiliate link, you're directly supporting the show. So you can buy these Prawl pre-cons and the sleeves and everything else you need to set it up. Yeah, speaking of sleeves, if you want to get the best in the business, you should go with Ultra Pro. They make the Eclipse sleeves, which are our favorites. They also make all of the theme stuff that goes with each and every set. So mm -hmm. Commander 2019, Throne of Eldraine, if you have a certain deck or a certain motif that you want to match your sleeves, your playmat, your deck box to, Ultra Pro has you covered. And especially if you're going to do something in the future, be like, I really need this playmat because it matches what I want to do later on. Go for it. Yes. And the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to Leo Panda. Leo Panda. You rock. Panda, panda. Uh, Leo panda. also uh, upped his pledge to $2 so he can join us on Discord where he gets to chat directly with Josh and myself. And by the way, Discord, I believe, is the place that this idea originally came from. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It was so somebody's you, suggestion to do like, hey, how do I turn these Brawl pre-constructed decks into full-on commander decks? Maybe you guys should talk about that. And we were like, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Yeah, it's easy. So these episodes are a little shorter, 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, but we're going to cover the uh, the gist of what happens with these cards and uh, what we want to add to the deck. So Josh, do you want to read Corbold? Oh, yeah. One more thing, too. When right. we're talking about the cards that we're going to add to the deck, we kind of set, set ourselves a rough budget. We're not going to be like pinpoint accurate, but <laughs> around $40 or so. 
we think that keep it real yeah keep it real for most people they just want to get this up and running and play it in in real commander games fast rather than uh or sooner rather than later yeah there you go yeah if you obviously if you have a lot of the really expensive staples if you got mana crypt yes put it in the deck we're not going to talk Chuck about that there. all right corvald fake curse king is two and jun so two black red and green for a four four legendary creature dragon noble it's got flying when Corvald uh, enters the battlefield or attacks, sacrifice another permanent. That's not a May ability. You have to do it. Yep. But whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a 1-1 counter on Corvald and draw a card. Mm. Now, you don't have to sacrifice the things only to Corvald's ability to get that. So let's say you have one of the new food tokens. If you just sack that to gain the life, you will still put a 1-1 counter on Corvald and draw a card. So this is aristocrat-style, mm-hmm. you know, very classic uh, black... Usually it's in Golgarian black, but, you know, this is Jun, so you're able to add red. But it's kind of a classic style of deck. Yep. And, of course, we're going to take a look at the... Stats. 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 Uh, <laughs> to just see what the deck looks like before we add the upgrades to it. Um, and we've actually seen some good statistics so far, so let's take a quick look. There are currently four sources of ramp in this deck. And keep in mind, again, these are 60-card decks, so you're going to want to take a 6 out of 10 or 60% sort of idea of what we originally said to see if these decks line up with those statistics. There are 2.5 versions of card draw. I put 0.5 on there because some of them aren't directly like, play this card, draw a card. It's like cantripy stuff. Yeah. It's not very much ramp or draw. No, it's not It's a little below rate on both. Anytime your commander also costs 5, I would expect to have more. Okay, so we're low in both categories. Uh, Board wipe's also low. You have one real board wipe, and then the other one is each player sacks three creatures. Just close to a board wipe? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's a board, like, swipe, maybe. A board swipe? Yeah, just kind of... Not a board wipe, just a like board swipe. Knock, knock a few off. <laughs> Single target removal. There are five of this uh, with two of the cards that are sort of like uh, ping, the, ping a card for damage. So it's not single target removal in full. So again, low on that. And then finally, cards that synergize with the idea of sacrificing. There are nine. Which is and, pretty good in 60 cards, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Um, now, the okay. strategy... We're oh, low in all the really yeah, big categories. Yeah, we're low in all the things. Here's the thing. You're going to want to fill the rest of those up. Just, yeah. you're going to do it. We're not going to mention every single way to do it, uh, but again, you can find the list in you the show notes You want more card draw, ramp, board wipes, and single target removal. Okay. Yeah. But the nice thing is that Corvold packs a punch, and this card is a win condition in and of itself just through damage and, of course, drawing a bunch of cards. This this deck can keep up with the two-lane deck in the mid to late game sometimes yeah. if it gets its engines rolling by sacking the same things over and over and over and creating an engine that's drawing equal amount of cards. Which is crazy considering yeah. the, the stats that we just saw here. But, yeah, yeah. this thing definitely packs a punch. Um, now let's talk about the strategy that we took to fill in the remaining 40 cards of the slot uh, for the deck to get ready for Commander play. It needs to help... In- almost every category but more importantly i think we want to find cards that can cross synergize with sacrificing and drawing cards and of course getting more counters on corvold so let's fill in the gaps one thing to note this is a jund deck and jund is classically one of the most expensive color pairing triplets whatever you want to call it a lot of the staple cards in those colors are because modern jund has been a deck forever just because it's generically good stuff right so it's hard to find cards that really fit into the slots that are going to make it work however we got some good ones here Better sack outlets. So Viscerous here. If you're going to be drawing cards when you sacrifice creatures, it's going to be good for you to also cycle through your deck a little better because you get to scry one, and it's a very cheap, cheap way to do it. Um, yeah. Did you read the card? 
No. It's one, one black for a 1-1. One, one. Sacrifice <laughs> a creature to scry one. Yep. The scry one's good, but the most important thing is just free sacrifice outlet on a sack outlet that's very cheap to play out. Yeah. So you can play black. it out and go off on the same turn very often. Mm-hmm. I like how you pronounced it correctly. Viscerous here. I know. We got so many It's like comments. a viscerate. Oh, I, right. I learned that. That's that's, But I still will call it Viserysir a lot, so I apologize for all those times in the future and <laughs> the past that I do that. Okay, yeah. moving on. Apologizing for my past self. <laughs> um, Yeheni Undying Partisan oh, is yeah. a very similar thing. You sacrifice a creature to give Yeheni Indestructible. It's also just a creature that can just get in there and hurt for a lot, two in the black. I like it that one a lot because it protects itself. Uh, yeah. Yeheni, I mean. So the sacking can be used in response to stuff happening to save your sack outlet, which yep. I like. Yeah. And having instant speed sack outlets is really good with Corvold because you're able to pump him up to a huge amount, let's say, if he gets in for an attack, and then you can sometimes actually really do a lot of damage to someone, get rid of a planeswalker or whatever it is by instant speed sacrificing things. Even like they go to Toxic Deluge and they have to worry because uh, yeah. if you sacked everything to it, now it's going to be a 12-12. I got to pay 13 life even though it's only a 4-4. <laughs> that sucks. Yep. That, yeah. that does suck. Um, one of the things I like that synergized a lot with sacrificing and ramp, which the deck really needs a lot of, are Eldrazi Scions and the colorless Eldrazi tokens that you could sacrifice. So Awakening Zone. Yeah, the spawns and the Scions. Yeah, the spawns and the Scions. Awakening Zone is two and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may create a 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token, and it has sacrifices creature to add colorless mana to your mana This is really smart. Yeah, I like this. Sack it. Get draw a card, put a counter on Corvald, and create mana. Mm-hmm. So it's it fits in your ramp category, but it's also going to draw cards with Corvald. Oh, that's a good card. Yep. And then Pawn of Ulamog does kind of a similar thing. Yeah. So Pawn of Ulamog is whenever um, it's a creature. It's a two-two for one black black. Whenever. It or another non-token creature you control dies, you may create an 0-1 uh, Eldrazi spawn token, which is the same thing. Sacrifice it. It has sacrifice, mm-hmm. add colorless to your mana pool. So now all of a sudden you're sacrificing other stuff. It's turning into spawns, which you can then sack. Double card draw, double tokens on Korvald. Yep. A and lot of efficiency, yeah. If you're using Viscera Seer or whatever else to sack other creatures, you just start like a mini chain down the line where you get something out of this and then out of And every single time Korvald's drawing you a card. Yeah. Um, Victimize, I think this deck has a lot of cards that dump into the, the graveyard. This just is my favorite way to get cards out of the graveyard with Victimize, and it works very well with Corval. Two in the black. Choose two target creature cards in your graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. If you do, return the chosen cards to the battlefield. Tapped. So, again, just cross synergy. You're getting a little more redundancy out of the deck as well. Plus, you can just get into those loops that we talked about right mm-hmm. so you sacrifice a couple of creatures then your third creature you victimize to get the two creatures you just set back maybe get spawns for them from pot yeah. of Ulamog. maybe pot of Ulamog is one of the things you brought back it just kind of yeah John play this deck plays in that way where you're just like recycling stuff and you're like find all these little oh well when i do this i'm actually going to get back to where i was just before that and then i'm gonna do that again and maybe gain some mana because we're sacking things and i've just drawn seven cards yeah yeah, it definitely could go off really quickly here. Oh, yeah. This is a classic. Uh, it's Steve, Sakura Tribe Elder. One in a green for a 1-1. One, one. You can sacrifice Sakura Tribe Elder and search your library for a basic land card, uh, put it into play tapped, and then shuffle your library. So it's rampant growth on a creature that you sacrifice, so you get all the synergy with Korvald. Yeah, I think if this was <clears> a commander precon, Sakura Tribe Elder would have been in the deck. For like sure. A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, and that was sort of the thing I thought about when we came up with these card ideas. Um now, this is, I would say, Dictate of Erebos, but it's a little on the pricier side. Very but there's packed, a, also very expensive. Yeah, but yeah. there is sort of a cheaper alternative that had a nice showing on game nights. Oh, nice. To Josh's uh, <laughs> dismay, because he had to edit that insane Two sequence of events. Two butchers is just like, man, this deck is crazy. Sorry, yeah. it's Butcher of Malakir. <laughs> it's uh, five black black for a five four. When a, whenever Butcher or another creature you control dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. So you're, you're playing this almost as like a win condition slash board wipe. 
that synergizes again with the sacrifice theme. It's just so good with Viscera Seer and all uh, the Eldrazi spawns, spawns and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Victimize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, oh, this is, is my a Jimmy Wong favorite Jimmy right Wong here. Jimmy Wong classic. A very underrated card. It's very powerful. Yeah. It's Greater Gargadon. Nine in a red frame. Nine, seven creature beast. However, it has suspend 10. So you pay a red mana and you sort of put this into exile with 10 time counters on it. And each upkeep, you remove one of those counters, uh, taking it down. And when it's at zero, you can cast it and it has haste. Um, however, Greater Gargadon on the text box also says, sacrifice an artifact creature or land, remove a time counter from Greater Gargadon, and activate this ability only if Greater Gargadon is suspended. So for one red, you get a recurrable sack outlet, not just for creatures, but for artifacts and lands as well, which means that Corvold is going to really get pumped up if you want to. Also, this sometimes can just come in as a 9-7 out of nowhere. You sack a bunch of Corvold, draw a bunch of cards, make him huge, and then boom, you have a, a massive alpha attack. Also, you can out of nowhere get people with Corvald too. Just you're swinging in. If they don't block, they have to think about like, do you have? Yeah. How many lands do you even have? Like, could you just knock them out? Uh, also, this deck will make food tokens. It'll make treasure tokens. Mm -hmm. So it just has a lot of stuff lying around. Yeah, Gargadon, super good. I love that card. Uh, the next one is Tireless Tracker. It's two and a green for a three-two. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate, which means you create a colorless clue artifact token that has you pay to sacrifice it and draw a card. So again, that works in a lot of ways. It could work with Greater Dark Gargadon. You can sacrifice the clues oh, right. to, to, to Gargadon. <laughs> or you can pay the two and sacrifice it to draw two cards of Corvalds out yeah. and put counter on them. Yeah. Tireless Tracker is just very, very good. It also has the text, whenever you sacrifice a clue, you put a 1-1 counter on Tireless Tracker. So it starts to grow as you sacrifice clues. Yeah, it's similar. It's actually very similar to Corvald, except in this case, you pay two, you draw a card, you get a plus one, plus one counter. It yeah. costs two mana instead of none. Well, and it's harder to get. The, like You can only yeah. play one land per turn. So Yeah, unless you're rampant growth and secure tribe eldering, yeah. all that stuff. And speaking of playing more lands, we have cards like Harrow. Two mm. and a green, classic EDH card. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice the land and search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. A lot of lands do say sacrifice this card on them. Yep, true. Fetch lands and evolving wilds and things like that. Terramorphic yep. expanse, which are budget friendly. So if you sacked... Because Harrow can get any land, is that right? Yeah, uh, two basics. Oh, two basics, You sacrifice sorry. any you land, 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 two yeah. basics. But yeah. regardless, you're still... It's a little more expensive of a ramp, but you get to draw a card as in addition to all that stuff as as well as do everything else. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of lands that say sacrifice on them. High market, you can tap it to sacrifice a creature and you gain a life. Very handy. Um, Ghost Quarter and uh, Terramorphic Expanse and Jun Panorama are all different ways to sacrifice land, strip mine, to get rid of land, or to get more lands out of your deck. So you're accomplishing all that Corval wants to do, but you're not taking away from the deck because these are just lands that are good otherwise. You just tag, uh, draw a card, and put a 1-1 counter on your commander onto all of those cards. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And even if it's not your commander's not out yet, those you're not going to be you're still, angry still that good you cards, drew a yeah. Expanse because <laughs> you need to fix your mana anyway. Yeah, good point. This next card uh, is a card that again sacrifices things and is on the cheaper side fortunately and this is, is the one cheap nature's order or whatever natural yeah, order natural order or no, a cheaper uh, um, you know birthing pot essentially right. and price wise and equal mana wise <laughs> it's eldritch evolution one green green for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast this spell sacrifice a creature then you search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost x or less where x is two plus the sacrifice creatures cmc converted mana cost and then you put that card on the battlefield then shelf for your library so whatever you sacrifice you can find a creature that costs two more mana than it up to you don't have to mm -hmm. uh, and then you put it directly into the battlefield yep so it's very much like natural order except um 
it's limited, limited a little bit, but you can sacrifice any creature or natural, or you can only sacrifice a green creature, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the nice thing about this is that you're going to want to, I mean, this is a deck that's going to play big beaters alongside Corvold, and there are some big cards in the precon already. So being able to jump up the chain is always very handy. And, and sometimes just like, I need to find a sack outlet. Well, Yeheni is a creature that I can go find with this. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yep, totally. Uh, and finally, the spiciest card out of all of them, my favorite card to add to the deck. Josh, I think you should read this one because this is one. This is a Josh Lee quite limited classic. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I haven't seen this since limited. It's Uvenvald Mysteries, two and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you investigate. So you make a clue token. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, you create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Oh, this is great. Yeah, you get so a So anytime you sack a creature or whatever, you get a clue, and anytime you sacrifice a clue you get a creature that you can then sacrifice to something else but yeah. it does it's, but it's a token, so mysteries it's... doesn't care about it but corval does yeah yeah so, so you're just, have... just drawing tons of cards yeah so i i think the the way that this deck really gets to win is just in the classic jund way Corvald is like the the guy that sticks the key in the engine to turn it on and all the other cards are just primed and ready for him to come out because when corval gets played you can do a thousand things on that same turn which makes him really resilient um to otherwise, you know, have to wait to untap with something like Chew Lane or one of those other cards. And we've played these decks, the Brawl versions of the decks, a lot together. And Corvald himself will get very big very quick, so he can mm-hmm. be a win condition. It's it's not unheard of for Corvald to be bashing in there for 15, 16 or more. Yeah, and you might recast him a few times as well. It, 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 it does cost a lot of mana, but this is the kind of deck that gets you a lot of mana and gets you a lot of resources. All right, that's going to cover it for the Corvald Brawl pre-con and turning it into a commander deck. We're going to do one of these mini-episodes for each of uh, the, the Brawl decks, so keep mm-hmm. your eye out for the rest of those if you haven't seen them already. And, of course, in the show notes, you'll find all the cards that we've added. Uh, and, if, like, a deck like this, you're going to say, well, you can put Soul Ring in. Yes, it's on the list, but we're focusing more on the cards that you're going to need to add, and you can be flexible with it, so have fun. All right, big thanks to our editors, Ashlyn Rose and Craig Blanchette. And a big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the living card animations behind us on set, as well as in front of and at the end of each of our videos on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the command zone podcast. So make sure you check that out and check out Jeffrey at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.